This podcast is for informational purposes only and does not constitute an advertisement. Views expressed are those of the individuals and not necessarily the views of Toma Bravo or its affiliates. Toma Bravo funds generally hold interest in the companies discussed. This podcast should not be construed as an offer to solicit the purchase of any interest in any Toma Bravo fund. Hi, I'm Chip Vernig, partner at Toma Bravo, and this is Beyond the Deal, a special bonus episode of Toma Bravo's Behind the Deal. And I'm here with the former CEO of Dynatrace, John Van Sicklen. John, I'm excited to talk about your inspirations, your career, and your life. And if our viewers want to learn more about the origins of our partnership, they can listen to our full-length episode on Behind the Deal. So, John, earlier on the podcast, we talked about the milestones along your career with Dynatrace over those 13 years but I wanted to kind of ask you a deeper question along the way there. Those four different CEO hats or general manager hats that you wore, which was the, forget about the dollars, what was the most rewarding for you? That's a really hard one because each one had their challenges, but they actually had their, their, you know, rewards as well. I'm a real believer that nothing's a straight line. It only looks easy from the outside. It's always a challenge inside and you need to take, you know, those challenges and turn them into opportunities. And, you know, the venture business seemed pretty straightforward to me because I'd been in it for multiple lives and knew what the VCs expected. And it's was really about figuring out how you take the first few dozen customers and turn them into hundreds which was really a core part of my career growing up in sales and business development. The second phase was probably the most challenging, the CompuWare phase, because I wasn't really in charge of everything. I was in charge of products and market and, and you know, global resources, but not for how the, how the business operated underneath to support it. You know, I said I'd never be another public company CEO. I was one once and I just felt like, gosh, there's a lot of things that, that take your attention away from driving the business, if you will. But I knew that if we could get a sustainable, predictable revenue model under our belt with a leading edge product that had a lot of room to continue to grow, that it would be an awful lot easier. And it was. And, and super exciting ride. So like each one had, had its, mm -hmm. had its excitement and it's what keeps me interested. I'm a, I'm a problem solver at heart and uh, you know, there are plenty of them along the way. So here's a difficult question. Now I feel like I'm interviewing, you know, uh, a hall of famer athlete here, but it's 2021. Everything's going great. What made you think that was the time to step away from it all? We had had, sort of discussions of, you know, what if and and maybe and, you know, that kind of thing. No, no firm decisions, you know, prior prior to that moment. With the company approaching a billion dollars and having done it for, you know, 13 years and having two additional granddaughters on the way, it was one of those moments where, you know, I could just keep at it or I could leave on top and and shift gears and you know, and, and uh, turn my attention elsewhere and, you know, toward the family that frankly, over the years, they had to put up with me. And from what I've been able to see from afar, things really have continued to be quite successful at Dynatrace. What we built, you know, is still rolling along in the model that we envisioned. Let's reminisce a little bit. The listing on the New York Stock Exchange up in that podium balcony, ringing the bell in 2019, Clearly, we talked about what that meant, you know, financially and all the milestones. But 
what did it really mean for you and for the company? And I told myself I wouldn't cry on the podcast, so please be gentle right now. <laughs> it was a surreal moment, for sure. It's not something that, you know, is on my bucket list, I have to do it. But once it became a potential, you know, item to be able to do, it was like, wow, this is going to be exciting. And it didn't disappoint. It went by in a flash. You're just so present with everything that's going on as time just, you know, wasn't relevant, really. Um, so it was a bit of a blur. You know, I have to look at pictures <laughs> to remember some of those moments. But standing on that podium and ringing the bell with, with uh, you, Chip, and Seth Borrow and the, and the management team at Dynatrace, it's one of those moments in time in someone's career where... You know, it's just special. How about you? What did you What did you think? You know, you're, I mean, you're a young man. I'm near the end of my career and I'm doing it. I was so excited. How about you? I, I'm emotional enough of a human being to just looking at the faces of you and Burned and Steve and Steve and Andrew Hiddle and everybody up there on that podium, just looking at everybody's faces and just realizing how long that journey was for everybody. And, you know, the the good times, the rough times and just how that story progressed to the point of that, that occasion. It was like, just looking at your, all your faces, literally just, I forgot about the financial return and what it meant for Tomo Bravo and all of our investors. Cause that was all obviously fantastic. But for that moment, I forgot about it. And I just looked at you guys and I'm like, this is what it's all about. This is what it's all about. It was just great. So John, one last question before we wrap up, what's something that you wish you would have known at the beginning of your career? You know, I've, I've, I've thought about that here, here and there along, along the way. Um, but I have to say that it was probably patience. Um, uh, that's a double-edged sword, by the way. If you're too patient, you're in trouble. I'm a change agent by heart and I like move fast, faster than, you know, most and sort of thinking through what's next and how to get there. And having the patience, you know, to bring people along, I guess I underestimated a little bit maybe in, in, in my career. How about you, Chip? Patience is definitely one of them. Um, for me, I think I, I've benefited from having great mentors and Orlando Bravo and Seth Borrow along the way for 15 years. And they've been here every day with me. But I think being a better listener earlier on, just to absorb even more as a sponge, um, that's probably one thing that I, I wish I told myself. I was so busy trying to get things done, execute. I wasn't always listening and absorbing all those great words of wisdom. You remember our, our, our former chair at Dynatrace, Marcel Bernard, he was the mentor to my mentors. And I wish I absorbed more from him when he was still active in the portfolio. And, um, that's probably my, my biggest thing is being a better listener. It also helps you in your personal life. <laughs> one of the things that changed you know, during, during our time together, Chip, was you went from, you know, sort of the eligible bachelor of San Francisco to a married man now with, you know, a couple of kids. How's that going? And, and in Miami, no less. It, it is going, it's going well and it's keeping me very busy. But, um, but thank you for reminding me of, uh, you know, that journey as well. We'll save that for another podcast. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> Well, John, it's been an absolute pleasure uh, reconnecting and um, it's been great, you know, telling our stories to everybody else and hopefully uh, they enjoy it as much as we did. I hope so. Thanks again for including me, Chip.
the executives were not compensated in connection with their participation, although they generally received compensation in connection with their roles, and in certain cases, are also owners of Toma Bravo portfolio company securities and or investors in Toma Bravo funds. Such compensation and investments subject participants to potential conflicts of interest.